Disrupt Nation. So my name is Anthony Delgado, and this is another episode of the Disrupt Podcast. And we are here with live on location at the Token Fest conference in Boston. And we're here with Matt and Dylan, the CEO and CTO, respectively, of Oracle D. Tell us a little bit more about Oracle D and what brings you guys out to the conference today. Cool. John, to go first, or you? Yeah, you go first, Pat. All right. So Oracle D is built on the Steam blockchain. It's essentially a community building company where we pair corporations and clients who want to hold Steam with great content writers and creators on the Steam blockchain. There's obviously 60,000 active users on the Steam blockchain at the moment. So it's a really great way of just getting communities built on the blockchain sphere on Steam and outside of Steam. Very interesting. And um, when did you found the company and what was like your inspiration for starting it? The company was founded uh, in August this year. We, registered, we actually started working on it about four or five months April. ago in April. And we've built our minimum viable products the last couple of weeks and we're kind of learning lessons from it and developing part two now. So it's all kind of up and running now and we're working moving forward. So, so there's tons of um, entrepreneurs and, and startup enthusiasts that are probably watching this that are looking at you guys like this dynamic duo. Wondering how do I meet my CTO, right? So how did you guys meet? And tell us a little bit more about. It. Well, we we met. We um, we actually kind of met quite by accident. Uh, we were users of the Steam blockchain. We we had a, a shared vision. The shared vision was is um, how do we encourage new people to get into the the, the blockchain sphere, and particularly onto this one because we we felt that there was a lot of value and utility into it in it. So we, we, we started going out there and um, um, using very initially very low-tech methods of, of um, telling people about the blockchain. And, uh, and then we realized that people kind of liked what we did and you know, were quite charismatic and very passionate about what we do. And we started uh, putting instructions out on the, uh, on the blockchain and encouraging other people to do the same. Um, the next thing that happened was insane. It, it started to go back. People uh, took our idea and they came up with some of the zaniest, craziest ways of getting a buzz started about the blockchain sphere um, from um, doing crazy things underwater with scuba gear on to guerrilla marketing outside of the Houses of Parliament uh, in various different countries to you know just going out on the street and talking to people to do university lectures and tours and things like this and then we had this great idea of well we want to reward them because the steam blockchain's got a really interesting set of properties so one of the properties is that um instead of all the new crypto um when the blocks are created going to the miners we call them witnesses on the blockchain on the steam blockchain um, actually, most of the, the new crypto is distributed to the users, to the content creators. And, and we suddenly started to see some, some real interesting value in this because we could direct um, some of this new crypto being paid to people for doing valuable work on the blockchain. Initially, it was about promoting the blockchain. And um, what we started to do was we, we developed a totally automated and completely decentralized system for 
and distributing rewards in a fair and transparent way. Then we went, oh my God, we now have just figured out how to um, turn marketing on its head. And the way that we do it is this. Um, if you're, imagine you're an ICO, you've just raised $10 million, well done, you've had your party full of champagne, <laughs> and, and now what you want to do is, yeah, now, now what actually happens is you've got to go and do some work. Yeah, you've got to yeah. make your thing happen. You've got to make the world sit up and pay attention. So you're going to have to start spending your um, your Ethereum tokens on things like marketing because it's a big part of growing an ICO, of growing your project. If you, nobody knows about it. Nobody's going to use it. It's pointless. Okay. So the traditional way of doing things is you spend an absolute ton of money on a marketing agency. Yeah. And they go out and they do a load of work. Maybe you spend a million dollars and at some point in the future they come to you and go, hey, your million dollars has run out. Can we have another Can million? we have another million dollars? <laughs> uh, our system kind of works very differently. We don't do that. We don't do that. So what we do is we encourage our clients. We say, hey, instead of spending a million dollars on marketing that's going to run out, how, how about taking half a million and buying steam and holding it in a pot? So you hold it in your pot that only you have the keys to the wallet. You don't give us the keys, you don't give us your token, you just hold it. But one of the beautiful properties of Steam is that you can separate its influence from the token and you can proxy the influence to us. Okay. Now the influence is the ability to create new crypto and reward people. Now we've now got a system which allows us to grow incredible quality content because we've got content creators all over the world that we've been developing for the last year or two and we know who they are we we, we actually have a system of, of ensuring that the content creators only create quality we use a system of oracles hence the name of our company they observe the system they make sure it all works they make sure the quality is good and and effectively the um, we can direct people all over the world to create masses and masses of high quality content, whether that be blogging or video making or whether it be disrupting out in the street or doing viral guerrilla things or whether it's technical reviewing or whether it's you know going and, and seeing if you can find errors in a white paper. This is really valuable stuff. And then we started realizing there was an even bigger utility to this. What about in the humanitarian sphere where you have a big problem with corruption um, and, and, and distributing funds and money? We actually have basically built a system that allowed you to, in a completely transparent and decentralized way, run an entire humanitarian organization in a way that effectively made it uneconomical to corrupt the system. So we started working with uh, and talking to people in, in the developing books. We've got a lot of users in places like Ghana and Nigeria and Venezuela where wages are very low, unemployment's very high, there's a lot of problems in that nation, and there's some really smart people. And we started realizing these people want to work, they want to do something of value. So as with effectively what we were doing is pairing a client with a content creator, with somebody doing something in the real world figured out how to interface human beings doing work on a blockchain. So that's what we're doing now. We're in, we've, we've launched our first phase. It works. We're working with some absolutely massive uh, blockchain projects. 
And, and the next phase is we're starting to work with things like uh, professional league footballers in the UK who are setting up um, like coaching academies. They're, they're teaching kids in developing world how to play football and they're rewarding them for posting their videos online with cryptocurrency and it's helping families put food on plates as well as good PR for football. And it's great PR. So yeah. holding up his name saying hey thanks very much. Thanks very much. Yeah. So so we, we zero cost practically as well. Right. So we've kind of developed a system where if you want to build a community and you want to make a buzz about something, you can now do it, but instead of having to give millions to a marketing agency for as long as you hold steam, that is the key. You just have to hold sufficiently large pots of steam. You can effectively create marketing, high quality marketing content forever. For and free. never for, for spend free. Yeah. a penny. Be, yeah, because exactly. you're paying the uh, content creators In using essentially the dividends of, of steam. Correct. That's it's, exactly it's, what we're It's doing. like Bitcoin mining, right? So the miners, they have their processes and they mine, they get new Bitcoin. So they mine Whereas in this, if you have great content, you get the new steam as part of the mining process. You don't need a pro processor to mine steam. You need to be a great content creator to mine steam. So now we're in this really interesting space where um, we're actually starting to be asked to talk to politicians at national level because they're going, well, hang on a minute, here's a way of potentially distributing funding in a totally transparent way around their country and solving certain problems without it falling into the hands of centralized corruptible bodies. You can do all sorts of things with this. And obviously, as uh, this is very early days here. We have absolutely no idea what the forward utility of this application is. We call it multi-proof of brain. And, and effectively, the, the application is designed to allow anybody to set up their own publishing house, on the blockchain and create content free of charge forever and reward people really well for doing it. It allows you to run humanitarian programs, it allows you to um, run distributed and, and completely um, transparent programs of fund management. We can even, we're even now getting hedge funds talking to us saying, hey, how can we invest in this? Because ultimately they realize that they never have to give up control of their tokens, and they earn a dividend from doing something of value in the real world. It's a win-win situation. They so can essentially support projects on the blockchain right. that are going to grow the price of their investment indirectly. Right? So projects that would create a demand for steam price can support those projects, and over time, they will grow the steam price, and for their dividend, will get bigger. So you can just reward hedge funds as well. You can reward all sorts of projects, humanitarian agencies, all sorts of things can be done this decentralized way of distributing funds on Steam blockchain. And the key thing is that you have to remember is all you have to do is hold Steam. steam. <laughs> and it's free. It's free after that. Just hold it's Steam. Hoddle the Steam. Hoddle the community. <laughs> as simple as that. Well, I think that's a, that's a perfect uh, place to start wrapping up. Um, I have one last question. And it's what is disrupt? Disrupt the word. It means it means things like with this model, we are removing the idea of spend and loss, right? So currently, to get communities built or marketing done, you have to spend money and it's gone, and you might get a good reward in the form of the content. Now we are 
you've removed it because all you have to do is hold steam and everything else is free because it gets done for you. As that, as that's about as disruptive as you can get. Right? So I've got another take on that as well for disrupt. So the blockchain sphere. Uh, the reason that I got into it was this: the the blockchain for me was the ability to level the playing field across the world. And, and to date, you know, when you really count on on you know your fingers how many projects are, are up and running and in a and in a viable place right now and are disrupting, it's it's a little bit depressing sometimes because you're going, well, I know this 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 project. We over you know we're still in projects. Sure. Uh, and, Bankrupt sure because like you were saying earlier you still have to build the company right right you still so have we to did it the other way around we built the company we, we built that's so weird I'm not I mean, who would have yeah, thought yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, we actually <laughs> went to a, a conference a little while ago we were the only guys in the room that weren't an ICO uh, we were the only and they were like what what do you mean you haven't done an ICO we went yeah we just we just built the, the, the product first we figured we build the company you're the same blockchain so if you're creating content and you're building communities on there good and the community likes them, then you get upvotes and you get funding that way. So that's how we funded ourselves so far. And uh, so we haven't had to get any seed investment in yet. We may do in the future as we want to scale. But at the moment we're getting admin involved, product set up and working really, really, really well. Getting the communities proven that we can manage them and grow them. And then it's a case of going out with an actual product and being one of the only companies in the sphere that actually got something that works. It's proven. So just going back to this idea of what does disrupt mean for me? Disrupt really means that um, a lot of the world is walking around with their eyes closed. Yeah, they have not figured out that there's there's these powerful new technologies and they can't ignore them. Yeah, 25 years ago, um, nobody could have foreseen what the internet was going to become, apart from a few visionaries who kind of already had a, a rough roadmap laid out. You know, Amazon was delivering books. In UPS vans, <laughs> right? Who the hell would have thought that it would have it would have been shutting down high streets, you know? And what's been interesting is is Amazon's model and other models, you know, uh, like Facebook and things like that. They they they've completely dominated over the last few years. And and the real thing for me is that the blockchain sphere, if we can get our act together. People can collaborate really well. We can disrupt that completely. So we can take away some of the hegemony of the absolutely massive corporations that are plugging into government and state level, that there's issues with privacy, there's issues with, with control mechanisms, with freedom of speech, which is a huge issue where we come from right now, which you know, genuinely we, we are seeing freedom of speech being eroded day by day. And and we can start to level the playing field, not just we've already started. We, we have, yeah, yeah, I think we have. We've made differences to so many people's lives in the developing world because they've now got the opportunity to do valuable work exactly. and money for it. So it's massive. We love that. The other, I just want to finish on one thing, right? <laughs> Disrupting, right? We, we're currently speaking to people in the Indonesian government. Right? They want us to meet both presidential candidates who are both running on a blockchain ticket for next year's election. They want to consult with us about how they can build blockchain solutions into their election campaigns and into their actual um, societies going forward. Right? So they want to at least be able to understand the points and maybe even implement a couple of things in the coming years so they can have an edge over their political opponents. Because obviously the world's getting 
woken, I, people are starting to understand what's going on in the world a bit better because of the way the internet is. As a result, governments and politicians are going to start having to run things like blockchain technology that prove that you are not corrupt or that you can demonstrate the transparency of your campaigns as a politician, for example. So, you know, when we start building things like that into the system, that's some huge disruption for you there. It's going to be exciting times, you know. It really is going to make imagine, imagine this. Every single time there's an election anywhere in the world, it doesn't matter where it is, the first thing that happens is the losing side starts jumping up and down going, it was a fraud! Well, let's stick it on a blockchain and prove it isn't. gone forever, and you can't yeah. say that ever again. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, these things can happen, and, and they could happen today. But there's an element where, and this is important, that the the devs currently are running the show because they're the ones that are building the tech and having the crazy ideas, but they're not necessarily the people that are, that are best placed yeah. to sell the idea, to to change minds and, and, to, and to transform thinking. That kind of comes down to, um, yeah, that's what we do, yeah. It's kind of a combination of public speakers and salespeople and psychologists and philosophers. You know, people who've got a bit more of, a, of an edge in humanities about them that can go out there and say, this is what we can do. Let's just do it. And, and that's really what disruption is all about. Let's level the playing field. Let's, let's make it really truly disruptive, not just disruptive in name only. Let's make it really happen and great things can occur. I mean, I, I come from an oil and gas background. Right? So for the last 12 years, I've been doing oil and gas management and multi million dollar projects in oil and gas. And if you make a mistake on those projects, plants explode and people die, or you lose $4 million an hour, right? so there's a lot of money on the line, people lose their jobs. So you can't make mistakes in that industry. You have to plan things out meticulously and do things in a proper professional way. And like Dylan was referring to there, a lot of the scene at the moment is run by devs with very little experience in those types of areas. So there's great opportunities for companies to come in and build, you know, build on their previous corporate experience and bring it into the blockchain community. I'm not saying you want to corporatize the whole blockchain community, but you like the elements of um, kind of anarchism that's in it, that type of thing. But the point is that you can bring that experience to the table and actually make these projects really work. Do them the right way around, have a minimum involved product in place, have, have it planned properly, have thought of a lot of things that can go wrong before they go wrong. Get them right first time. And yeah, uh, getting them in the hands of governments, right? Getting them actually used. Exactly. Um, no, no, I love that. Like, you can do public funding of elections. Exactly. With steam, right? Yeah, right. I love it. We've oh, he's got it. Yeah, he's, he's there already. <laughs> you really could, because once, we, once we've got the technology in there, which we're building at the moment, to not just this policy and community, but this one vote, one, one account, proving that one account is one person. Once you can do that, you can do all voting in the blockchain. Right? You can you can also centralize that voting to some extent, or decentralize to some extent, based on different applications. So you like an election, maybe one vote, one person. Right? But if you're in a corporation and you want to do sort of a voting process, you may want the management to have a slightly heavier weighting than the people who are working in the corporation. Well, the Democrats want that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we tend to remain apolitical. Yeah, I, I we, we remain apolitical on that stuff. But, but the, the, um, the, the important thing to know is that all this is, is kind of unknown stuff, right? So no one really knows. That we've got all these decentralized communities we've got. Kind of, it's on the extreme of it needs to be fully decentralized, right? Yeah. That's kind of controlled chaos, and it doesn't work in every situation. It's great for certain things, but it's not great for other things. So we're at this cutting edge now where we're building these decentralized communities um, that are doing things for clients. It's like, to what extent do we decentralize? Do we decentralize fully in this application, or do we decentralize 
sort of partially or complete centralised. We don't know yet which applications are best suited for. So it's really on the cutting edge of you know understanding what that's going to be. We're currently obviously it's a trial and error. Sometimes we fully decentralised. Sometimes we allow oracles to have more power on their phones so they can distribute in a centralised way. You know, in theory, because they have more better education in a specific area. Um, and so, as a result, you get the situation where we're constantly learning and like, changing, taking lessons learned, updating. So eventually, in the next few years, we will all be able to know, right, this is the application we're building a community for. This is the best extent to which we decentralise it, such that it operates the most efficient, efficient way, efficiently, the most efficient possible. So it's, yeah, it's just all cutting edge stuff, and it's all really, really interesting. It's all, it's the first time it's ever been done in history before. Really excited about the whole scene. Yeah, and you're, you're democratizing uh, content creation, right? If you look at, yes. and again, I don't want to be uh, super political, but this is in the news right now. Uh, there is a content creator, Alex Jones. Okay. He was completely deplatformed, completely yeah, yeah. But I think, unmonetized. I think he's first and foremost a meme for the content creator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a meme creator. Uh, <laughs> and again, I, I think it's hilarious, right? I don't really take him serious. If you look at, like, um, like the National Enquirer, that's yeah. like a magazine that's been around for the last you know, 10 decades or whatever. Um, so, you know, it's this meme who is creating content, but the uh, powers that be, the establishment that we decided, hey, we, we want to show them off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well it's not just the powers that be, it's a small group of people in California yeah. who control over the whole world's social media. And that needs to change, you know, yeah. as far as, you know, internet bill of rights and something like that. Yeah, that, the idea is then you know you need to decentralize these decisions. These decisions can't be made centralized, and that's a, a symptom of humans, right? People will, if you allow centralized power, it will eventually start behaving in a way that suits itself, right? And aligns with its own political views. Now, I'm not saying I agree or disagree with those political views, but I'm just saying that we should have freedom for people to express their views as, as, as kind of a fundamental right. That's what the West built on, um, and we, we, we're allowing that power to become centralized. So one other thing in terms of disruption again, right? This is if, as long as we stay on the straight and narrow with the blockchain community, and we focus on these issues, right? We build systems that remove the ability for people to have that centralized power, and therefore remove the ability for them to become corrupt because of course power, you know, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. It's a famous saying, it's very well proven in history. It's happening with this thing with that exchange at the moment. Um, so yeah, hopefully. We'll end up building all these systems that just builds that behavior out of humankind and allows for decentralization and decisions to be made in a fair, transparent, open way without people being able to corrupt those from centralized points of view. That's awesome. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on the show. If people want to connect with you guys, um, what, what is the best way to do that? That's yeah, probably best is to uh, connect with us at oracle-d.com forward slash connect that's a great place to go and uh, we'd love to come and talk to you very cool awesome and we'll put the links in the show notes um gentlemen thank you so much for being on the show thank you very much it's Have a great time all the best take care enjoy token fest yeah